Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler. Welcome to the Bengaluru Commute Podcast, your only companion on the streets of Bengaluru. Bengaluru Local News. For today, the 7th of September, let's begin with updates from the city. Karnataka Chief Minister Siddharamaya dismissed the need to change India's name to Bharat, stating that India is an accepted term in the constitution of India. His response came amidst controversy over a G20 dinner invite addressing the President of Bharat, which sparked opposition party claims of a renaming agenda. Deputy CM DK Shivkumar also criticised the centre over its politics. In other headlines, Karnataka's IT Minister Priyank Kharge unveiled the upcoming Bengaluru Tech Summit dates, with this year's event set for November 29th to December 1st. Furthermore, the 2024 and 2025 editions are scheduled for November 19th to 21st. Karge's early announcement aims to encourage international tech organizations to engage proactively. The event exemplifies Karnataka's dedication to fostering tech growth on a global scale, transcending borders. In some more news, months after the Karnataka government's police force reshuffle announcement, over 35 Indian police service officers, including the Mangaluru Police Commissioner Kuldeep Kumar Jain, Central Crime Branch Chief Udupi SP and three Bengaluru Deputy Commissioners of Police have been transferred. Transfers have also occurred within the Bengaluru unit with several DCPs Law and & Order and DCPs Traffic being reassigned. Up next, the country's first underground transformer, a 500 kVA unit, was inaugurated at Malleshwaram's 15th Cross. This joint project between BESCOM and BBMP aims to enhance power supply safety and reliability. Energy Minister K.J. George also mentioned plans to convert overhead cables to underground ones. The underground transformer is expected to reduce accidents, transmission losses and clear footpaths for pedestrians. Now in other news, in a significant reform, the state government will introduce three annual board exams for Class 10 and 2nd pre-university students, allowing them to choose the best scores for their marks cards. The new system aims to reduce student stress and replace the current annual and supplementary exams with a more flexible approach. The Karnataka School Examination and Assessment Board will conduct exams 1, 2 and 3, offering students the chance to improve their scores. Moving on, Bengaluru entrepreneur Nirupa Shankar accomplished the Copenhagen Ironman Triathlon in Denmark, a challenging race involving 3.8 kilometers of swimming, 180 kilometers of cycling and 41.7 kilometers of running within 15 hours and 45 minutes. She completed it in 14 hours and 47 minutes. Nirupa is the Joint Managing Director of Brigade Group and embraced fitness after the birth of her first child in 2015. Meanwhile, winners were announced for the Urban Revamp Design Challenge, a project by Sensing Local and Young Leaders for Active Citizenship. The winning concepts focus on rejuvenating public spaces beneath the Beninganahalli flyover in C.V. Ramanagar and Padarayanapura Circle. The Padarayanapura design by J.J. Adda Group envisions a dynamic plaza and reconfigured road network. Meanwhile, the C.V. Ramanagar proposal by the Reconnect Group outlines an urban park serving as a community recharge hub. On a different note, the non-profit organization, Dementia India Alliance, introduced a national dementia support line reachable at 85859909990. This helpline aims to provide guidance and free memory screening to individuals and families affected by dementia. Operating from 8am to 6pm on weekdays, it offers services in English, Hindi, Tamil, Malayalam, Kannada and Telugu. The helpline also connects callers to www.demclinic.com, an online cognitive assessment platform led by specialists 
offering free specialized services. National News. Moving on to the national news. The upcoming five-day special session of Parliament scheduled from September 18th to 22nd will commence in the old Parliament building and relocate to the new one on September 19th, coinciding with Ganesh Chaturthi, according to sources. However, the government's decision to call the session without disclosing its agenda has raised concerns among political parties. Meanwhile, the Public Accounts Committee, led by Congress's Lok Sabha leader Adir Ranjan Chaudhary, has decided to assess the NDA government's welfare schemes, banking and insurance sectors, and energy reforms. This move follows Chaudhary's recent reinstatement after suspension. Trinamool Congress's Derek O'Brien also attended the PAC meeting. The review of welfare schemes aimed at evaluating their on-ground performance holds significance as social welfare measures have been instrumental in creating a vote bank. In more news, the Gujarat High Court declared enrolling children under the age of three in preschools as an illegal act. This decision came as the court dismissed petitions challenging the state government's notification, which set the minimum age for Class 1 admissions in the academic year 2023-24 as six years. The petitioners argue that the June 1 cut-off date would deny nearly 900,000 children their right to education under Article 21A of the Constitution. Shifting our focus, Uttar Pradesh's Ayodhya will host a museum of temples, focusing on replicating renowned Hindu temples' architecture from across India. The state government is working on the museum's blueprint. The 10-acre museum will showcase temple designs, construction and architectural features through galleries, pictures, murals and expert-narrated light and sound shows. The initiative aims to raise awareness about Hinduism, its legacy, religious philosophy, personalities, centres and shrines. The exact location is yet to be finalised. In a general weather update for the country, the India Meteorological Department has reported the strengthening of a system in the Bay of Bengal, signifying the revival of the monsoon in the country. Maharashtra is expected to receive substantial rainfall in many regions this week. A yellow alert has been issued for all four divisions during this period, with light to moderate rainfall anticipated. International news. Turning our attention to international news, Chinese President Xi Jinping is facing increasing challenges both domestically and internationally due to his policies. China's slowing economy, aging population and youth unemployment are straining the workforce. Xi's authoritarian control has also contributed to slower growth and growing dissatisfaction. The country is still grappling with the aftermath of pandemic lockdowns and an overheated real estate sector adds to the woes. In ongoing news, the UK's recent air traffic disruption, the worst in a decade, resulted from a software anomaly in the airspace manager system. This anomaly confused two distant geographical points by around 4,000 nautical miles. The Civil Aviation Authority plans to review the issue after it caused hundreds of flight cancellations and delays due to errors in processing an airline's flight plan. In a recent development, the escalating tensions between New York City Mayor Eric Adams and President Joe Biden regarding the immigration crisis have garnered praise from prominent Republicans. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy acknowledged Adams's demand for improved treatment for the city overwhelmed by southern border migrants. McCarthy urged Senate Democrats to pass the Secure the Border Act of 2023 proposed by House Republicans. In some other news, deforestation in Brazil's Amazon plummeted by 66.11%, reaching its lowest level since 2018, according to Environment Minister Marina Silva. Satellite data from Brazil's Space Research Agency, INPE, revealed a clearance of 563 square kilometers of rainforest, marking a 66.1% decrease from the previous year. 
In the first eight months of 2023, deforestation dropped by a cumulative 48%. Business news. Let's now look at some business stories. The RBI's Retail Direct Scheme enables individual investors to directly participate in government securities without requiring intermediaries such as brokers or mutual funds. Through this scheme, retail investors can open a Guild Securities account called Retail Direct Guild with the RBI and purchase government securities in primary and secondary markets. This provides investors with access to low-risk government securities, offering attractive yields over various durations. In more business news, Indian billionaire Anil Agarwal's Vedanta Resources Limited and ZCCM Investments Holdings PLC have resolved their disputes over a Zambian copper mining complex after a four-year legal battle. The dispute began when the Konkola copper mines were placed under provisional liquidation in 2019. The resolution allows Vedanta to regain its majority shareholder role in KCM, potentially leading to a $1 billion investment in expansion. Next up, in some tech news, Elon Musk reportedly obtained a $1 billion loan from his company SpaceX while simultaneously acquiring Twitter, now known as X, for $44 billion. The loan, backed by Musk's SpaceX stock, was approved last October. Musk's arrangements to borrow against his company shares, including Tesla, have been common, but SpaceX serving as a lender created added financial complexity. Moving on, Vodafone Ideas major lenders have urged the company's promoters, Vodafone PLC and Aditya Birla Group, to increase equity infusion. The banks, led by the State Bank of India, consider the recent Rs 2,000 crore financial support insufficient due to Vi's weak credit rating. While Vi seeks additional debt for network expansion, lenders insist on a more substantial equity infusion to boost confidence for larger loans. In market news for September 7th, the Sensex showed marginal gains edging up by 0.62 points or 0.00% to reach 65,780.88, while the Nifty also saw a slight increase rising by 8.90 points or 0.05% to 19,583.80. Among the listed stocks, 1,613 recorded gains, 1,513 experienced losses and 91 remained unchanged. The Indian rupee witnessed a decline while the US dollar surged to its six-month peak. Entertainment news. Over to news from the entertainment world. Six years after the second installment, Fukre 3 is returning to the big screen. The trailer reintroduces Pulkit Samrat as Honey, Manjot Singh as Lali Halwai, Varun Sharma as Chucha, Richa Chadda as Boli Punjabin, and Pankaj Tripathi as Panditji. Directed by Mrigdeep Singh Lamba, the film will be released on September 28th. Ali Fazal, who appeared in the first two films, is not part of this installment. In news from Hollywood, singer Joe Jonas reportedly tried to save his four-year marriage before filing for divorce from Sophie Turner. According to TMZ, Joe cited their marriage as irretrievably broken. An insider revealed that their different lifestyles contributed to the split. They share two children and Joe is seeking joint custody. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are yet to comment on the split publicly. Meanwhile, in some news from regional cinema, Sri Lankan cricketer Muttaya Murlitharan's biopic 800 had its official trailer launched by Sachin Tandoka and Sanat Jay Surya in Mumbai. Madhur Mittal, known for Slumdog Millionaire, plays Murlitharan. The film, directed by M.S. Sripati, will be released in Tamil, Telugu and Hindi. It explores Murlitharan's lesser-known life, including the challenges faced by the Tamil community in the 1970s. The biopic is scheduled for release on October 6th. Spooler Sports. 
In sports news, Rohan Bopanna and Matthew Ebden fought off seven set points in the first set and defeated Natalian Lamons and Jackson Withrow, advancing to the US Open men's double semi-finals. The Indo-Australian duo, seeded sixth, triumphed 7-6, 10-6-1. This marks their second consecutive Grand Slam semi-final appearance in 2023, following their Wimbledon run. In more sports updates, the Indian Olympic Association revealed the official ceremonial attire and playing kit for the Indian team participating in the 2022 Asian Games in Hangzhou, China from September 23rd to October 8th. The event featured a send-off ceremony attended by Union Minister Anurag Singh Thakur, IOA President P.T. Usha and other officials. The ceremonial dress designed by the NIFT consists of a khaki-textured sari for women and a khaki kurta for male athletes. Wrapping up sports news, former Sri Lankan cricketer Sachitra Senanayake was arrested in connection with match-fixing allegations. The Sports Corruption Investigation Unit took him into custody after he surrendered. Three weeks prior, he had been prohibited from travelling abroad by the court. Senanayake was accused of attempting to manipulate games during the 2020 Lanka Premier League by allegedly enticing two players to engage in match-fixing. Switching gears to local events, there are many events ongoing and upcoming in Bengaluru this week. Get ready for an incredible extravaganza, the Seven Rivers Oktoberfest, and dance to the beats of Jain, Heer and DJ Varun while you sip on your favourite brews. Enjoy the flea markets with the coolest stuff in town. Happening at the Taj MG Road on the 10th of September at 1pm. Catch ace funny man Vignesh Vijayan as he headlines his latest stand-up special, Mike and Muscle, performing live at Medai The Stage, Koramangla 5th Block, on the 9th of September at 8.30pm. Join an exclusive Bollywood dance workshop and dance it all out in a relaxing session conducted by ace dance experts happening at Go Native HSR Layout on the 9th of September at 9.30am. Interested in a guided pottery workshop? Here's something for the artist in you. Join an exclusive guided pottery workshop conducted by experts at the Paint Bar Sadashivnagar on the 9th of September at 11am. You can also catch the incredible Shashi Diman in her latest show performing live at the Bangalore International Centre Domlur on the 9th of September at 6pm. Bengaluru weather. And finally, the weather in Bengaluru. On the 7th of September, Bengaluru can expect afternoon thunderstorms with minimal rainfall. Temperature-wise, it will range from a warm 28 degrees Celsius high to an agreeable 20 degrees Celsius low. The maximum heat index factoring in humidity's impact is a hot 31 degrees Celsius. These values consider shaded conditions and light winds. The anticipated maximum temperature aligns with a typical September peak of 28.3 degrees Celsius. That's all for now on the Bengaluru Commute Podcast for today. I'm Anupama Rajaratnam. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow the Bengaluru Commute Podcast on your favorite podcast and player and leave a rating and a review as well. It helps other listeners to discover the show and we would just really appreciate it. Even better, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Make your commute truly extraordinary. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast skill is now available on Alexa. All you have to do is to download the skill from your Alexa app and look for the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler.